This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Michelle McFarlane is a 56-year-old visually impaired surfer from, of course, Lakeside in Cape Town. Recently qualified to represent South Africa at the World Adaptive Surfing Championships in California in the USA. And that's scheduled to take place next month. Michelle, of course, lives with uh, retina- retinitis uh, pigmentosa, and uh, she'll explain that to us as it impacted her also in her late 30s or mid-30s. And it's a group of hereditary eye diseases that affect the retina, the retina uh, the, in the light-sensitive part of the eye because the disease causes, in essence, tunnel vision. Peripheral vision is completely lost. Well, let's bring Michelle McFarlane into the conversation. And we're going to have a conversation about surfing, of course. But yeah, when you when you go and look at Michelle's life uh, and what she's tackled and how she's tackled it and what she's gone on and done, then um, an, a really, really interesting, interesting perspective to life. Michelle, welcome to Power Perspective. Welcome to Power 98.7. How are you, Michelle? Denzel, I'm so excited to be on your show. I, I feel quite flustered, actually, coming um, straight after such an esteemed guest. Um, as <laughs> Melissa, I was listening to her, um, <laughs> to, to her chatting to you. Yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Miss, there, there's Miss South Africa Top 5. And and Miss South Africa top five in a number of years. She's done it over a you know over a couple of years. Yeah. And 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 constantly, constantly in the top five, uh, which which really says something. And and has a voice, right? And really, really has a voice. You know, and and has something to say. Exactly. And what I love is that she uses that as a platform to share her message. I mean, there is something called um, pageant with purpose, which yeah. is is it's a Miss Mister and Mrs Death. Um, pageant, beauty yeah. pageants, and I think there should be like a Miss Blind pageant, or yeah. or maybe Miss maybe Miss Kane, yeah. something like that. Maybe Miss Kane, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah, we can like bring our canes up and just look gorgeous. <laughs> but 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 looking gorgeous is something you've tried. Uh, I, I, and, yeah, and, the closest and, and, I got was doing a fitness competition. But yes. I, I did so, it as a one-off, whereas surfing has been like an enduring passion. Yeah. Like the, it was just the spray tan, the heels. The South Africa the fitness contest. The fitness contest, yeah. Like I loved the training, like the strength training, but yeah. I'm no good at like, you know, when it comes to cutting out all the nice food. But, but, I mean, I did that over my birthday. I wasn't allowed to eat any of the nice stuff. It was like egg white and all the unsexy, but, yucky stuff. But Michelle, you said you tried it once and, and you know, yeah. th- there you were doing it, but you walked away with bronze. <laughs> I did. You were like, you were like let me, let me do ecstatic. this thing. And then... I was so happy. I mean, I was just so, I, I had like literally like seven months to train to get yeah. it, to go from being, you know, like a bit of a mom bod to like a six pack. <laughs> so I had to work like really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew that, you know, there was a nationals coming up. I spoke to my trainer. I said, when's the next competition? He said, well, there's mm. a nationals in September. I was like, I'm doing it. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so I, I was just worried about looking, about falling off the stage, you know, because I, because of my blindness and mm. that kind of thing. So, and also just, 
having too much cellulite, that was you know, such a mission to get off. So actually coming away with, you know, the third, you know, coming third yeah. was just, I was ecstatic. <laughs> I was like, I'm so happy, never again. <laughs> yeah, but it, but there's a pattern, Michelle. There's a, there's a, there's a pattern to, to the kind of things you've done. And then there's judo. And then, of course, yeah. you, the national silver in 2005. There's that yeah. 2013. You really did run. your research. I'm impressed. <laughs> I mean, even with the retinitis pigmentosa, most people are like, oh, you know, going blind. But you, mm. you like, really, you know about peripherals. I mean, I think you know a bit more than I do. You know, you're yeah. talking about the light sense of, I think the least, you know, that I could do, Michelle, is if I'm if I if I have the audacity to want to bring people, you know, onto onto my show, the the, yeah. the least I could do is to go and find out who exactly I'm talking to and, and not just around the, the, the subject matter, yeah. but, but 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 everything about who I actually am talking to, right? No, I I'm impressed, I can tell you, you know, like I mean, you do that with everybody. That's a Every lot of single... reading and research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I have to say, you are the best informed so Let far, me... like interviewer I've had. And and we haven't and even started I yet. Think, I think we should have a pageant for that. And we haven't even started yet, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, let me let me let me start off with some 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 you know just one on one stuff, right? Yes. Uh, what's the terminology you 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 use? You're using blindness at the moment. Yes, and and, and impaired, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've I've noticed, and I'm very particular to what people you know use when when one uses you know language as well. You yeah. you've, you've used the word blindness, visually impaired. Uh, I've read up that you prefer to use differently abled, and, that, and that's actually not true. <laughs> okay, not true. That's not so, true. So there it is. There it is. I've gone backwards and forwards <laughs> on that one, and I can tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Backwards and forwards. Let's let's talk yeah. about let's talk about the terminology. Tell me about the backwards yes. and forwards on the differently abled. Okay, so the differently abled because I was like, you know what? We just have different abilities because you know, like everyone I know. I mean, this is why I love going and doing international competition because you yeah. see people who's really had. I mean, if 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 you're in a para anything, yeah, you know, you you're you're actually you. You've had a shit lot in life in some ways, you know, yeah. it, it, you, you kind of, it's a struggle and you have to have so many extra abilities mm. just to navigate and just to get through the world. You know, you just have yeah. to be more, you have to be more patient, more resilient, more mm. everything. So I was like, you know, we just have different abilities, but I've gone back to using disability because we don't have a world that makes it otherwise. Okay. You know, we have a world that still makes it hard because of the lack of accessibility. Yeah. So for me, and it's such a personal thing. So for me personally, I use the word, word disability and I'll do that until we have a world that it doesn't have to be a disability anymore. That is so accessible, especially in terms of how people um, view people with disabilities mm. and sure. treat people with disabilities. And then and I'll think of changing it back to something else sure so so understanding all of that and and i and i just ask sometimes you know at the beginning so i i i, yeah, I get, I get that's, that that's a good I, question because mm. some people you know some people would, some people will take know, offense sometimes differently able they find it offensive yeah. so but me personally i use the yeah. word disability because it, the world the world makes it so sure that it's still a disability you so, know so you were saying that if you're going to engage in every anything para para this or para that yeah 
I've I've got something for you. How about yes. pa- how about paragliding? Para gliding solo. Uh, no, you see, that's a, that's a yeah, that's a tricky one. <laughs> yeah, because that's got nothing to do with. Yeah. No, it's got nothing to do with it. I was just like, okay, Michelle, yeah. I've got your next challenge. If if we're yeah. going to be talking para, then how about paragliding solo, Michelle? Paragliding and, and you, solo. You, I don't know. You, you know what, Michelle? You probably I, are that person who's going to go away from here, and you're going to go. <laughs> you know what? I think it's true. I think maybe. Let me just. If it raises, if it raises awareness, how yeah. <laughs> within, 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 sort of some sort of safety parameters, I'm willing to try anything. Sure. Michelle, <laughs> let's talk about the the blindness, and you, and you speak yes. to that. So, um, yeah, you, nothing before more or less your thirties. Are you are you are you going about your life perfectly fine? Completely, um, yeah. And and nothing indicates, no indicators, no nothing. Even even when you know you know your vision starts becoming uh, impaired uh, somewhat, you still don't know you know and and it it takes your husband to begin to say to you, well you know what maybe maybe you know whatever. When, yeah. That that's around thirty five, right? Around thirty five. At thirty six, I had forty percent vision left, and I thought I had a lot more. Yeah. You can you know you compensate so much that you're in massive denial you know it's only when you start tripping over things and you know running Mm. into overhead branches and stuff you realize how impaired you are so it was about it was around sort of 36 that I gave up driving and that was a massive blow for me that's Mm. when I realized that because my eyesight deteriorated a lot faster than my dad's eyesight did Mm. so that was a shock for me okay and that's when it really got real it's like wow okay this isn't gonna ever start getting better this is only ever going to get worse so that was just the giving up driving was just such a blow you know it was such a reality thing you know Mm -hmm. it was like this is real so so here's a conversation uh michelle that you know uh, a lot of people will will talk about going and becoming blind you know over time or whatever and Mm. they'll say this or this happened in your specific case, was there ever an understanding and a knowledge and or, you know, a hope and a belief? You were talking about when my dad started going blind her- yeah. and and being hereditary in, in, in yeah. a particular. Did, did you ever before 35 think me, me, me or, you know, it could happen? Were you, were you concerned about it in any, any way? So I had already been tested when I was young. My younger brother and I knew from young that we that we had it because okay. it's dominant. So it it was highly likely that you know you've got a fifty fifty chance yeah. of of guess of of guessing it. So we knew we had it. Yeah. To me, like the way that my dad lived his life, for instance, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to only start affecting me a lot later. And also at that stage, a lot of research was being done. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a teenager, still. I mean now. And there's still a lot of research being done, you know, especially through Retina South Africa mm. um, at the at the UCT genetics um, mm. department. But it seemed very in the future. And mm. I genuinely thought sort of naively, you don't know how slow science works. That yeah. by the time I got there, there would be a cure. You know, there would be mm. something in place. So it kind of, you know, it didn't really occur to me how young it would hit me. And for, for people who've got a regressive gene it actually hits them a lot younger you know so there's some people with retinitis pigmentosa who are already almost completely blind by the time they're 20 Mm. so you know so in many ways 
you know, I was luckier, I guess. Yeah. But it it still hit me hard when it started being noticeable. Okay. What 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 begins to happen for for somebody? And and you know, I'm 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 just trying to understand somebody yeah. who who is is visual. And you, you're living with something where there's a 50-50 chance. And then suddenly at 35, it's like, oh, it's arrived. You know, it's, yeah. it's here. What, what kind of emotions do you, do you go through? You know, how, how, much, how much time do you spend thinking about it and how it's going to change your life? I think it comes, in, it comes and goes in stages how much you grieve about it and how sad you get because, yeah. you know, you've still got to get on with your everyday life. Yeah. I do remember very, very, very clearly the first, you know, that day that I had my uh, visual, you know, the, the visual field test. Yeah. Um, that's where they test your peripherals. And yeah. I remember going home and like, howling because yeah. <laughs> I didn't I mean I had 40% you know oh my god if I could get 40% now I'd be like cheering mm. you know now I'm sitting with under seven degrees you know but then I just I just like bawled my eyes out it was just this feeling of just utter utter grief you mm. know mm. Um, but then after that you do just you know, you have to get on with life. I mean, it was literally then that I went back to the judo mat, like yeah. literally, <laughs> like straight after, straight, straight after. Yeah. <laughs> I decided to do judo again. And, um, and, and, and and how that changed your life as well. The judo mat. Yes. And I'll, yeah. and I'll, and I'll get to... I'll get to... <laughs> <laughs> I wondered how much research you've done. <laughs> it's an 11 o'clock show at least. <laughs> I'll get to the judo mat, Michelle. I'm going to get there. So... So Michelle, so so uh, then 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 you decide, okay, you know what? Back to judo, right? Yeah. But but how seriously are you thinking that you whatever you now turning to? How seriously are you thinking of taking these things up? Because one can turn to things and make them hobbies, in essence. You you, you were turning to things as you know maybe hobbies, but you were turning to things to be damn good at them as well so you didn't you didn't just go socially back to judo and see it as a as a for example you know a, a, a hobby you know something to pass your time with you no. you 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 became really really good at it yeah so i don't know if i've always been like you know had that kind of focus yeah. and but i you know some people like my one son is very, very good at staying fit and staying focused just for pure health and wellness. Yeah. For me, and I don't know, I've been late diagnosed as ADHD, so mm. it could be a part of that as well. Yeah. I need to have, to keep me on track for something, I need to have a goal. I need to have mm. a focus, something to work towards, you know? Yeah. Um, so when I did my first thing, my first judo uh, session on the mat, the mm. sensei, sensei Mike said to me, well, he was actually talking to the group. He said, okay, guys, and those who are going to be entering the nationals, you need to come three times a week and you need to enter this, this, and this competition in order mm. to be selected. And I, I, I was like, I just remember get to getting this like jolt of excitement. And I'm like, there's nationals coming up. Mm. <laughs> and I just remember going home and my husband at the time just saying to me, I'm a chiropractor, not a magician. Like mm. just don't go into it all in, you know, and I couldn't move the next day after that sure. training session. And 
I was like, oh, by the way, I'm entering the nationals. <laughs> but I'm not 21 anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to skip a few things. There's, there's judo, yes. right? And, yes. and um, there's the South African fitness contest. So bronze yes. there, 2013. Yeah. Uh, national silver in judo, 2005. Yeah. In between, there's on stage theater, musical. There's also the book, uh, the au pair. Uh, what was that? <laughs> okay, you have done your research. Yeah, 20, literally the only one. <laughs> 2012, 2013, more or less. The book. That, by the way. Hey? <laughs> but yeah, carry on. Then, then there's surfing. So, so yes. let's let's start with the surfing. Yes, because that is my enduring passion. Like uh, that, I've actually stuck to year after year after year. Like I've, I'm doing a few little things in between. Yeah. Um, and I can go into that, but if we've got time, but the surfing is definitely something that is a therapy. It's ongoing. And also going to something like the world's, which yeah. is the highest I've ever done. You know, it's like beyond nationals. It's mm. the world stage. Mm. Gives me an incredible platform. You know, like it's only when people know I'm going to the world's that I get the media attention, which gives me a chance to speak about like, you know, the surf therapy foundation, mm. um, Retina South Africa gives me a chance to speak about like raising awareness about disability. So it's it's a, a good platform. So it's something that I can keep doing. Sure. How does how does one move, Michelle? I'm just trying to work how the mind yeah. works. How does one move? And I can understand, you know, when when you when you have a knock like you have, and you go through, yeah. you know, a depressive state, and you say, oh, you know, okay, the, things are changing in my life. I'm going to have to now yeah. need to adapt, and you you begin to do things that, you know, are in adaptive nature. I can I can understand, you know, trying to stand on and stay on land, and 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 do those things on land, you know. Um, yeah, but but then you 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 venture into this deep deep dark water v- thing, you know, where where sharks would also become a, a, a place, and and they live there. But but yeah, and you, I wouldn't see them. So and you wouldn't see them. But, but how does how does that concept that decision even come about, Michelle? Look, so it's. When I first started surfing and I did it with the, and again, it was the same. There is a pattern. You're right. Like when I spoke to Roxy, who runs the Roxy Davis Foundation, he started yeah. it. Like my very first surf session, I was like, is there competition? <laughs> but, but hold on, Michelle. How do you even get to the concept, the idea of, 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 of let me surf? Of let me surf. Mm. Okay. So my, my, my daughter started surfing, my right. youngest child. Right. And, um, and I was desperate to do it and I just thought it's impossible so yeah. I just basically just in case googled it yeah. and I googled surfing disability yeah. Cape Town and that's when the foundation came up so as far as so this Roxy Davis Foundation do surfing for anyone with any disability and they make sure that every single person is safe so mm. all the um, volunteers and the head coaches are trained to work with any disability so when I first did my first session, Non-profit and do it for free. Absolutely for free. Yeah. Anybody can go and they're always looking for volunteers. Yeah. Um, and we have the most amazing volunteers. They're absolute angels. Mm. But um, basically, when I did my first session, I had like four volunteers on either side of me mm. and the head mm. coach. Mm. And that's how mm. any surfer going into surfing will do it in 
the foundation. So they took me out onto the wave. Mm. I had all of them hovering around me. I had the head coach hanging onto my board mm. and pushing me onto the wave and sort of, you know, following up behind me. And they, they, they push you into the wave and over mm. the waves and, and then they, you know, make sure you catch a wave. So it's very, very safe. Mm. Going into competition, it's completely different. And yeah. it's, that yeah. is frightening. And that's probably why the, the blind category is the smallest category that there is out of yeah. all the yeah. uh, parasurfing categories. Um, and it is so different because mm. you're only allowed to take one person out who's your coach, yeah. uh, referred to as a spotter, yeah. and he's not allowed to, he, him or her is not allowed to touch your board. Okay. So all that they do is give you audio cues. So you'll be paddling and they'll be like, okay, wave's coming, go over the wave. Mm. And this is to paddle out to the back line and then paddling back in again. It's, it's so specific. Like you have to have such a language with them. They'll be like, okay, um, turn around, you know, 360, mm. you're facing mm. the beach now, um, a wave's coming soon. So go a little bit more to the left, a little bit more to the right. And mm. it's going to be a right-hand wave. So then you know to, to lean in a certain way mm. and to ride it like that. And then you'll get the, okay, start paddling, <laughs> waves mm. coming, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, then, and then, you, then you jump up and ride. All of that is fine. I mean, I have had one very scary incident where there was a jellyfish like right next to my board and I hadn't seen it. And mm. then my coach spotted it and was like, just get your hands and yeah. feet up on the board. <laughs> Michelle, I've, um, got, I've got Tapello in Germiston listening also and, and yeah. holding on. But, yeah. I, but, but just before I go to Tapello, I, I want to ask yeah. you this because we're on, we're on the surf and, and, and the surfboard at the moment and that language yeah. with the coach. How many, how many waves do you miss? And, and you know, in essence, when, when you know, the language is not working or, or the language is there, but, you know, the, the wave is just ahead of you or too slow. You know, is there... Is there an amount of waves that you that you actually do miss, or do you get to a point where you you get so good at it that you catch most of the waves because the communication's so good? No, with my with my with my coach, my communication is good. Yeah, I did use I have used coaches before in competition, and this year I can't take my I haven't raised enough money to take my coach overseas, which is oh no really scary because yeah. usually. The coach was meant to act as an assistant for me as well yeah. to help me through, you know, airport navigation and stuff. But they, I have used, last year at Worlds, I used someone who wasn't my coach. And that can be, I actually went, I actually went into the pier. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> the other person didn't know how blind I am. But, um, but this year, we've got a head coach called John Whittle. And I phoned him and, and just said, look, I have to make a decision if to come. I've only got enough money, almost, for myself. I'm still, yeah. still raising raising money but i'll i've got this, you know the ticket and the um hotel paid for yeah and he's worked with a blind person before and my coach is going to be in communication with him and my coach knows him and my previous coach tasha mentasti knows him as well and they both said you're in very good hands so i'm just trusting sure. and gonna go there and have a few days beforehand but it's 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 not so much that I miss waves. Mm. The most dangerous thing is that I don't see surfers when I catch the waves. Oh, right. That's why okay. I wear a big t-shirt, a big brash vest that says blind surfer and hope that they see it and get out of my way. Michelle McFarlane is my guest. And of course, uh, we'll join her next. But Tapello has been listening and Tapello is in Germiston. Tapello, 
you've you've got a question or you know you've got a comment or you know you 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 want to contribute how are you chief i'm good bro how are you my man i'm good denzel no i I just want to congratulate that lady yeah Uh, reason being what uh i'm also one of the people who is partially impaired. Sure. I'm having the same condition as she explained. Oh, right. So when you are having that retina degeneration or pigment or something like that, yeah. the unfortunate part about me is that we, as I was growing up, we used to go to the doctors now and then, but uh, they never told us that this this thing is a condition until yeah. I went to varsity. Yeah, when yeah. I was at varsity, I wanted to know better. That's when I was aware that basically you are you are legally blind. You are trapped between the universe of the blind mm. and the universe of, of those people who can see. Mm. And what 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 I've experienced throughout my journey is that, like the work that other people can do in one day, yourself mm. you have to put or you have to double the effort. So remember, in the lecture hall sometimes you can't see properly. You yeah. rely on someone to taking a book from him or her yeah. to copy down. You go study double, but. Because of myself, I'm an academic. What I've observed is that as I'm growing, yeah. I am in my mid. Now I am in my mid thirties. Yeah. The, the the condition becomes a little bit worse because of now I'm a professional. I've noticed that, uh, like an A4 paper, so yeah. a, a twelve font, eighteen font, I, I I I can't see it at all. So mm. basically, myself, I rely on my gadgets like tablet. You have to take a picture. You have to yeah. submit. You have to play. You, you to play with it, but. Basically, if someone is succeeding with that condition, it's 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 quite uh, impressive. Because I'm also mm. I, I I was just undermining this thing, but it it's it's, it's eating me up, mm. and I became more aware. Because I had a little boy this year, yeah. and I've, the mother noticed that the the eyes are going a little bit faster. We went to the doctor. Oh, they mm. said that the condition is the same. That that's when they gave me the the the, the numbers for retina SE. But so far, I did not yet co- uh, yeah. contact them. I'm about to contact them so that I can try to study further about this this yeah. condition. When, but when, someone said, when Tapello did you sorry sorry Tapello when did you know it was hereditary and that what you were suffering from was something that was was in the family? First year facility. Oh, okay. And remember, I went to a mainstream school. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went to a mainstream school. You are sitting in front. Sometimes you're in front. You can't see the other side. You must borrow a book from someone. When you are still young, this handwriting, you can see them. But as you are, be, as you are aging, it's, it's quite difficult now. Yeah. It's quite difficult. So I'm also having a, a, hist- a history relating to that that one day I would like to share with uh, the power family. Tapello. But if... Someone like Michelle who's succeeding, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed. I'm, I, I don't feel alone. I don't feel lonely anymore. There are other people who are like me. Yeah. Tapello, thank you so much for the contribution, Tapello. And of course, this is a platform where, you know, we'd love to take take that on board as well and share it. And 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 you know what? I'm thank you, I'm, thank you for listening and thank you for engaging Michelle as well. Thanks, Tapello. That's it. Tapello in Germiston. <laughs> Michelle, you know, I, I suppose when you when you hear Tapello's story, um, and when you start doing research and and Tapello Tapello finding out from your story that he's not alone in the world. Uh, I, oh my God! I, 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 you know, I, I actually actually wanted to, um, yeah, I actually wanted. To, I got such a lump in my throat listening mm, to him mm. because I related to so much of of what he said. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking his call, Hey Denzel. So. 
what he what what he said that really really hit me. And mm. if he had mm. elaborated on it, he probably yeah. would have mm. said more around that. Is that you're stuck in between the universe of the blind and the yeah. universe of mm. people who see. Yeah. And that's actually, when you're visually impaired, it's a very, very hard place to be. And mm. that's what I talk about, about accessibility. And accessibility is the public. If I can say there's one thing that is the hardest mm. about mm. being visually impaired, it's the public's treatment of you. And it's worse in South Africa than, than overseas, where they understand the spectrum better. So when I explain, and I'm sure Denzel gets, I'm sure yeah. Tafello gets yeah. this as well. When I try to explain to people, that I'm blind yeah. and they see my cane, they'll start off being kind. As soon as they see me look at my phone or something, they're like, wait a minute, you can see. Yeah. But it's, it's like this accusatory thing. I, I cannot go out ever without getting some kind of reaction from people mm. who mm. see the cane and then they can see that I can see a bit and they, they challenge me on this, you yeah. know? And, oh, and wow. that's what Pella was referring to, I think, yeah. as being caught in between the universe of the blind and the universe of people who see. And it's a really 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 tough place to be you yeah. know people think that you're either blind or you can see and there's no in between yeah michelle what's what's you were talking about public treatment of one and and you were talking about you think that in this country it's worse just just give me an understanding of of why you know there is no understanding within a south african context of 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 this disability and and understanding the disability so people so like overseas and and it's still bad overseas as well i yeah. mean it's it's, it's it's universal but it's like if i go to the uk yeah they've got on the toilets you know the disabled toilets they say not every disability is visible and that's to make sure that people don't give you a hard time because you walk in there but you don't have a wheelchair yeah. or or whatever. So, you know, they, there's really a lot of edu- education mm. at public places. Like my daughter, um, who's over there at the moment, is working at a theater, you know. Mm. And she said there's even, like, there's so much accessibility. They even have special, they even have shows that are accessible friendly, mm. where mm. it's a little bit softer for people who, who like, suffer from, you know, they don't like loud noises. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever spectrum people are on. So it's really... It's really, the education is really there that there's a spectrum. I mean, it's even some of my para-surfing friends who, who have cerebral palsy or in wheelchairs, you mm. know, mm. and they they struggle without using a wheelchair. It's painful, it's difficult, it's slow, um, you know. And he, was talk, and he was talking about being slow because he was everything saying... Everything takes it, it, longer. Yeah. Everything mm. takes longer. Everything's an effort. And then... Um, and then, you know, someone with cerebral palsy might get out of the wheelchair to go get something off a shelf that's too high to reach from a wheelchair. And then people will be like, oh, they're tricking us. Mm. You know, and mm. it's like, no, it's a mm. spectrum. It's a spectrum. There's not only one kind. It's not, you don't have to be paralyzed to be in a wheelchair. You might have terrible palsy or, a, a you know, mm. a problem with mm. your hips or, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. any number of things. But I just want people to not make assumptions, to, to not think anyone using a tool is trying to trick them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just does not happen. And if it does, you know, like, it's so rare. Like, why would people do that? Mm. The, the motivational speaking aspect that you talk about, yes. writing, freelance journalists aspect yeah. as well, the ambassador for, you know, disability and the visually, visually impaired podcasts also. Do you find receptiveness for, for all of it? 
Do I find, yes. Yeah, receptiveness <laughs> that, you know, that your message lands and you can actually see, ah, oh, I'm getting somewhere, you know, and, yes, that, yes. and, and, yeah, and you know, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that does happen. And that actually, you know, when I'm having really bad days where I've had like about three people in a row, yeah, like be like really unfriendly yeah. in one afternoon, you know, when I've gone from place to place, then I just remind myself of those sort of things. Like, 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 um, Sapello now, you know, like that's just reminded me that that actually there is a point to this because sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? It's yeah. actually, and it's not going on the on the podcast and that that's difficult. It's you know things like trying to get world to worlds and and everything mm. that can be really hard, but um, but when it does land on the right ears, mm. you know, you hope it has a ripple effect, yeah, and that it really. And it does, you know, like even at Tableview High School where I was asked to talk and hand out prizes to be sports students. Mm. A mother came up to me and she said that her daughter was visually impaired from from um, a brain tumor, actually. Mm. Mm. And that my talk had really inspired her because she still wants to do sports. And she said, Mom, I can still do this, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of keeps me going. So the reception I get is good. Um, I just get frustrated sometimes because I want to, <laughs> I, I want mm. to just share it more, you know, and, yeah. and create more mm. kindness among among people. You, there's there's the children aspect, um, yes. Michelle. Uh, let me let me you 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 speak of 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 one, and you know overseas and and whatever. <laughs> Are there four? There's four. I was only there. There you go. You see, got it. Yes, yes, Denzel. Yes, four. (laughs) Got it. There's four. There's four. How do you juggle? Um, How do you juggle that, Michelle? Oh my gosh! So this afternoon, I was. I mean, a lot of my life is just very boring, very domestic. So Mm. this afternoon, I was in. And as I said, things take longer. This afternoon, I was probably in the kitchen backwards and forwards for about four hours, Mm. (laughs) just cooking and getting stuff done. And making a coffee or tea for my kids who are bang in the middle of exams or whatever. Mm. So, so I think there's a lot of being in the kitchen. Mm. Explain, explain the, explain <laughs> a lot of being in the kitchen. <laughs> ex- explain the, the the children's scenario to 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 us, Michelle, because you know um, there, there was there was there's one aspect where I was reading of you know the adoption. That's uh, my youngest child, yeah. Yeah, Max. yeah. So just explain, explain that 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 particular space to me as well, and 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 why you've 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 you know ventured into that particular space. Oh, okay. Well, she's the one. I mean, she says at least I'm not going to inherit. Right <laughs> <laughs> she's got a sense of humor, and you've got to have no, a sense of humor. Wrong, but I'm not going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I was. I mean, I was only ever going to have two kids. Say, say again, Michelle? I only ever wanted the two kids originally. Yeah. And then my third child was a happy surprise. As we say in South Africa, it's the last Lamaki. Yeah. And then um, I actually got... Okay, so there's so many layers to this story. Mm. <laughs> but I'm going to give you one layer. You can ask me if, if sure. you, want, you can ask if you want any more. Go for the one layer. Um, yeah, I'll, go, I'll give you one layer. <laughs> so... Um, Max was our then at the time housekeeper's yeah. cousin's child, and um, it was meant she was 
basically abandoned. She knows the story. Yeah. Um, outside, so, so her, her mom, her mom basically wants to go off for the night. Anyway, the long story short, it mm. was meant to be an overnight emergency foster situation. Sure. And that turned into a two-week emergency foster situation, and then that was at two months old. She's going to turn sixteen mm. um, next month. Wow. Month. <laughs> wow! From from one week to two weeks to a month to to forever. Yeah, I, I mean the whole family had fallen in love with her by then. I mean there was no way it was ever going to be <laughs> anything else. Yeah, Michelle, the, just just on you know you you speak about making the trip, and I mean you know for to represent your country is is such an honor. We're looking at. We're looking at the moment at you know the Springboks back in France and and the kind of support they get. We 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 look at what the netball team did. We look at what Banyana Banyana did, which was the soccer team, you know, and 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 all of these particular representations of South Africa in the international space. Just just you know when 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 one is representing one's country, yeah, in in a in an in an event of this particular nature. But it's but it's left up to you to garner the 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 finances for every single aspect of that, you know. I it's it's difficult for me to understand, um, you know, that every financial responsibility, and that's what I'm assuming in this particular case, that every financial responsibility to get yourself, yeah, to the United States lies with you to represent. Us, me, as a country. So it, it has, it has, it is, it's always on the individual. Mm. It, years before, we had two NPOs, Made for More and Rocky Davis Foundation, who did a massive amount of work yeah. to, like, team fundraising. Yeah. And last year, I was a part of that as well. Um, you know, raising my team this year, um, those, those um, foundations pulled out of actual, um, um, surfing, the competitive surfing, yeah. in order to focus on the, the foundation itself, the surf mm. therapy. Yeah. And um, that kind of left everyone in the lurch a bit. So everyone was, was really, each, each man out for themselves. Everyone has to raise money for themselves as individuals, which has left it a lot, a, a much smaller team and not... Really, in my opinion, I um, don't be controversial, but mm. has not well represented. Like last year, it was much more integrated. Mm. Um, yeah, sure. up until now, like I didn't think I was going. There was only going to be one woman in the team, and. Um, my guest is Michelle Farlin, uh, and I'm hoping that line has gone better. Michelle, can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Oh, brilliant. Michelle, ESCOM, ESCOM was beginning to play with the lines, Michelle. Ah. Yeah. Michelle, uh, why I wanted us to, to, to have a clear line on this particular conversation about, yes. and you were talking about representation and getting there, and it's always just been on the individual. Can one still assist and can one still help financially? You know, because I saw on, on you know, a, a, a site, Backer Buddy site, uh, yes. And and it says let's get Michelle to to LA, 
and yeah. and the target was one 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 hundred and three thousand rand. Yeah, that, that was to take my coach with me. Yes, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no. yeah, no, 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 and I'm and I'm with you there because it's a two it's a two person you know space. Mm. Is is one still able to you know engage and contribute and 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 you know um, assist in yes, any in, in any particular way? <laughs> and how does one do that? Yeah, so it's it's it, people have struggled to go onto my backer buddy. I think the best way is to actually go onto my Instagram and then go on my backer buddy because sure. I think it's because my name is spelled with Michelle one L. Yeah. So people look for Michelle McFarland and then can't find it. So yeah. it is Michelle with one L. And my Instagram, which has my backup buddy in the bio, is michelle.blind underscore explorer. Sure. But yes, it, it, any contributions are absolutely welcome. And I'm doing something called Waves of Gratitude. Mm -hmm. That's our little paintings of waves that I'm doing, just slightly smaller than a postcard. Mm -hmm. And um, they take me quite long, so it won't be immediately. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm doing a series of those to say thank you, to mm. people who've contributed as well, and people can claim those if they want to. Yeah, Michelle and I and I saw it's 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 so so public as well. Everybody who's just contributed, just they, their names and listed their, uh, you I know. I know. I'm yeah. so happy when people do list their names because then I can like personally look yeah. them up. Not everyone's so easy to look up. I've looked up some people and just come across like so mm. many people with the same name, but it's nice to have people I can thank so I can do that even in a in a sort of post in a reel mm. thank people individually but a lot of people give anonymously and I saw I, that too mm. and, and that's absolutely in their right but it does mean I can't properly thank them you know mm -hmm. um, Michelle thank you so much for the conversation um, when when is the event Michelle it's it's November the event is November the 4th to the 11th and I do have something else sneaky that I've that I've um, booked that I haven't told anyone about. You're Let, the first to hear it. Let's go for it. And um, <laughs> so I'm going to England to visit my two older kids on the way back. So I thought might as well stop off on the way back. Right. Uh, anyway, I have to stop in England. Make a trip. And then on the 24th of, um, of November, yeah. I'm going to the Olympic Village in London. And I'm doing a come and try um, to see what your potential is open day. And there's five, there's about five, six different sports that people who are visually impaired can try. Oh, wow. And I'm ecstatic. I spoke to the, um, I spoke to the, because it, surfing isn't part of the Paralympics yet. This year they're trying to, to see if it can be selected, the selection teams there. But, so I thought, let me just try and see, see what wow. I might be good at. <laughs> and it's not upper age limit. <laughs> And 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 so, Michelle, the 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 of course World Adaptive mm. Surfing Championships allows you and potentially you know gets you noticed and into the Paralympics in twenty twenty eight, right? It, well, we're hoping that Parasurfing that, is going to be selected to be there in twenty twenty. That's what I'm saying. It's it, yeah. you know potentially yeah. Michelle, yeah. So that's the excitement. That's why this year is so so important for for Parasurfing. And I do want to quickly say before before I say goodbye. Yes. This is for. Um, for the guy chatted to, yeah. um, he must please, please join Retina South Africa. I know he said he, he, he meant to, yeah. but they'll keep you, um, you know, you'll be registered with them. They'll inform you when there's already human trials happening for certain things. So they, they actually have a genetic sequencing uh, machine now, mm. a gene sequencing machine at the, at the um, UCT, sure. you know, at the research center there. And when they know what your genetic sequencing is, they can let you know when there's 
trials coming up for that particular sequence as well. So it's very important. Sure. Michelle McFarlane, thank you so much for a really, really cool, interesting chat and, and good luck. Thank you so much. It's Thank been you. A- and I hope to chat to you afterwards. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I, was, I was getting there, Michelle, and saying, you know what? As soon as you're back, Michelle, the phone calls are going to be made. Thank you so much. That's Michelle McFarlane, of course, uh, talks about disability uh, and also uh, blindness. And, of course, it's uh, retin- retinitis uh, pigmentosa. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.